I'm Sheila Wyatt from Kapow, your super business coach, and welcome to Flaming Super Business Chat. Joining me is the wonderful Amanda. Say hello, Amanda. Hi, everybody. I'm Amanda from Dragon Virtual Assistance, the flaming part of Flaming Super Business Chat. And she is indeed flaming good. Uh, this is our very first podcast episode and we are very very exciting. The Flaming Super Business Chat show is going to talk to you about all things, well, uh, business, funnily enough. And uh, what we're going to do this morning uh, is we're going to give you a little bit of background into how Kapow and uh, Dragon uh, came about. We're going to talk to you about what started us out on our business journey and more importantly, what we've learned over the years and what you can take away from that. So, Amanda, do you want to give the, our lovely listeners a little nutshell of how you are where you are today? Oh, I'm, I'm delighted to, yes. Um, it started with a relocation. I moved from Nottingham to Lincolnshire back in 2005 and then I got pregnant and I couldn't get, get a job because they don't give you jobs when you have impending maternity leave. Um, so at that point I decided that I would start up my own business. Um, this wasn't a bolt out of the blue because it had always been something way, way in the depths of the back of my mind that I would quite like to have my own business one day. Um, having a huge raft of secretarial qualifications. It seemed like the most obvious thing to do was to be some sort of freelance secretary. And a little bit of exploring online introduced me to the world of being a BA. So that's pretty much how I got started. My first jobs were given to me by other BAs who had too much work. Now, what an amazing position to be in. Um, and they were mostly audio typing jobs, which wasn't really where I thought I was going to be going, but it got me a start. And I think that's what's important, isn't it? You know, that basically in order to sort of get going, you just need to, to start. And I think what's also quite interesting is that, you know, I don't know of anybody who goes into self-employment um, with a well-honed uh, plan of where they're going. Um, and I certainly didn't. Um, so it, my journey into running my own business um, <laughs> was a catalogue of events, which when I look back on it, I wonder how I remained sane. Um, so back in 2001, I was working full-time as an IT trainer for a pharmaceutical company down in the South of England, where my husband, who um, at that stage was a pilot in the Royal Air Force was stationed. Um, and frankly, I hated my job. Uh, I hated my job and even more importantly, I really did not like my boss. And uh, there was one particularly memorable day when the production site shut down um, and I went and got in the car, having been sent home, turned the radio on uh, to hear the news of uh, the Twin Towers. It was indeed September the 11th um, and it changed everything. I drove home thinking, OK, that's going to make life interesting for what we assumed was going to be the next few months. Uh, what six years later I'd sent my husband to war nine times um, and on the afternoon of the Twin Towers atrocity I sat in my back garden and thought stuff it life is too short I hate my job I'm gonna quit and I'm gonna start by myself how hard could it be um, and uh, and that's where my self-employment journey started so I think what's really interesting is neither of us have sat here and said I spent months uh, writing out a business plan <laughs> thinking about where I wanted to be in three years time <laughs> absolutely not no um I 
I, I bought a mailing list. That's that's how easy I thought it was going to be. I actually bought a mailing list and sent out over 600 letters um, folded and stuffed in envelopes, which I was stupidly were not window envelopes. So there's my very, very first business tip to anybody ever. Snail mail, window envelopes. Absolutely. <laughs> and self-stick. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, I had got, they were self-stick, thank God. But yes, so letters, label, stamp big pile on the dining table off they went I got the grand sum total of two responses yeah and then you know a later episode of flaming super business chat we're, we're going to talk more depth about about marketing but it is you know at some point when you start and you're full of enthusiasm aren't you and optimism and you you know and you have that great entrepreneurial mindset of this is going to work. You know, everybody's going to love what I've got to offer. I'm going to be flattened by inquiries. And then it's tumbleweed. You know, I think that's one of the very first moments. I don't know if you agree, Amanda, where it tests your mettle. And if you really believe that you've got something great to offer, you get past that first hiccup. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I know um, my first year um I made a 15 pound loss <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm giggling on this side of the chat because yes <laughs> I don't um, think I any business for the first three months of working for myself no, uh, not a not. single single bit of paid work and it was all a bit squeaky bum by that stage yeah I mean I said I um I found this community that was absolutely terrific for me. And it was it was an old Yahoo group community. So, you know, we are going way back because Yahoo groups don't exist anymore. And it was a VA community. And I just joined that. Um, but I actually had to sign up this code of conduct thing that said that I was definitely a full time virtual assistant and not just part time, which was a complete not a lie because I'm starting to have a baby. Um, but yeah, tick that box. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And I start joining. People would put on this this group. Um, oh, I've, I've got this big audio typing job in, and I can't do it all myself. Can anybody help me? And I was just like, Yeah, I'll do that. But I actually had to ask my husband to lend me some money to buy the audio typing equipment, and he actually asked me for it back. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a different conversation altogether. That uh, uh, you know, it's. When I look back to those first days, one of one of the things I particularly remember as, as you're getting out there was, you know, when you, the, the ability to market yourself was quite restricted mm. compared to, you know, what we can do today, which, again, as I said earlier, we'll, we'll talk about another time. But, you know, I had a, a big old computer with a base unit that was, you know, sort of the size of three breeze blocks yeah. and, you know, the, the old style television monitor on the top. And the thing I remember most of all at that stage was it was dial up. And you remember that whole, Wee! you'd have to sit there and wait for it to, you know, to connect, which meant, you know, searching for, uh, you know, freelance training opportunities, which is where I started. The amount of time that it took just to try and get access to the web to then find websites that were looking for freelance trainers. And as you were saying, going through all the motions of, you know, yes, I live here and yes, I'm prepared to travel and all those sorts of things just puts into context how much easier all that is now mm. with how much has changed with technology, but also how restricted we were, I think, back at the day when you and I both starting out by that, you know, sort of collar of technology, you need to get out there and talk to people, but the technology is making it difficult. So 
you know, how long did it take you, Amanda, then to start to feel like you were making some some progress? I just mentioned, you know, three months before I got a sniff of paid work. When did you start to think, yeah, this is gonna, this is actually gonna be okay? So yeah, so I I sent out all of these um, mail merge marketing letters in. I think it was about October November of two thousand and five. And as I say, I got I got two two responses back, and uh, and one was a lovely old gentleman who wanted me to come to his house every week and write his checks out for him. So oh. I didn't I didn't go down that route. Um, uh, but the other was a, a response was from a lady called Helen, and I can't for the life of me remember her surname. She was a, a bookkeeper in in the Lincolnshire area, and she she asked me if I could meet her for coffee, and I was like, oh, I'm so excited! I've got a business meeting with somebody. I went off to my meeting with Helen, and we sat in this coffee shop in in Spalding, and and she said to me, I got your letter, and I said, yes, yes. She said, don't do that anymore. And I was like, okay. She said. Um, you need to get networking and she just gave me this list beautiful list of all the networking organizations in the area and she said just 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 go out and meet people um and I couldn't I couldn't because of so many family things going on and, and impending baby and everything that most of the networking meetings in our area were like seven o'clock in the morning breakfast meetings and I was just unable to um, in the first instance, there was the whole morning sickness and then post morning sickness, there was a whole teeny tiny baby issue. Um, but yeah, so I started with the audio typing online and I can remember whenever the baby was sleeping, I was typing. Yeah. And sometimes late into the night, I was typing and then sending these things back. Now, we were we were slightly past dial up stage by then and I could actually attach things to emails to send them back they did just about make it through the the system although there were limits on the sizes of things that you could send um yeah. but yeah so it, it started it started to you know I think I think about three years in I went to find an accountant because I didn't want to do my own books anymore and I had actually got a graph that did show a, a progress um but it wasn't until I was able to start networking that I started to meet people and get the sort of business that I, I wanted. And my, my first networking meeting was an Athena meeting. And I got a client from there straight away. But the first thing she did was beat me down massively on price because at that point I didn't know any better. I just wanted the work. Yeah. And she and said, I, well, you've, got, you, you've got no proven track record. I can't possibly pay you £15 an hour with no proven track record. It's crazy, isn't it? And, you know, I, I came across the same the same hurdle starting out as a freelance trainer. You know, as I say, three months of just nothing, tumbleweed, um, you know, attempting to sign up with as many agencies as I could, which involved lots of, you know, one way conversations, lots of trips, having to go and see them and all that kind of thing, which when you're not bringing any money in, yeah. you know, is just leeching money out that you haven't got. And, you know, I was looking at this, you know, overdraft amount that was left over if you like from my last pay packet um in my previous job and thinking ah oh, you know I've got about 200 quid left before I have to accept the fact that I might have to go and find another job and um you, you know was so thinking right what am I going to do without 200 quid and as I was having that that thought process if you like um I got a call back from an agency that said you know we've got this job, you might be interested. It's fairly local to you. And at that time, fairly local to me was Woking. 
um, you know, would you be would you be interested? And as you're just saying, at that stage, they could have said to me, would you go and wrestle a pile of skunks that are being looked after by a rattlesnake? And I just said yes, because, you know, it's like yeah. it's work. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. But I had exactly the same experience. We want you to go and do a day's. Uh, it, at that time, it was PowerPoint training in Woking for this particular company. And we're going to pay you 60 quid for the day. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh, hold on a minute, on your, on your website, on all the paperwork here that I filled in, it says that your starting rate is £100 for the day, which is still ridiculous when you consider yeah. that is an all-in rate. And I got exactly the same response. Well, you don't have a track record as a freelance trainer. And I'm going, but I have all of this experience in, you know, yeah. in employment. Look at all these com you know, qualifications I've got and got the, the, well, you either want the job or you don't. And you do. So I did. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's your other chicken and egg. How do you get your proven track record if you don't go and do the work? Exactly. So yeah, I, I let her beat me down to seven pounds an hour. And I actually ended up working with her until she retired in 2012. Amazing. Do, doing holiday cover and going in when they were extra busy. It was a very small legal practice. One solicitor, one secretary. And I was just there as a backup. Secretary was on holiday, I was there. Secretary was swamped, I was there. And yeah, I worked with her until 2012. I did eventually get her up to the £15 an hour mark, but it took a few years. <laughs> yep. And, it, you know, it, I think for me, and again, pricing is something that we're going to talk about in a later episode, but it's something that, you know, when we're, we're talking here about how we started out, it is something that, that I think I would put out there as a lesson learned is sometimes you do have to take that, knock on the chin if you like to start somewhere but the important thing is not to keep taking those knocks on the chin you know if you see the opportunity and you think okay I would rather not have to take that financial hit in order to get this opportunity but if I don't do that I'm not going to get the opportunity if you're in that startup phase then sometimes you just have to suck that little bit of financial pain up but I think What's also really important from that is if you do that, you then get absolutely everything you can out of that opportunity. You know, you you do your very best job so that, you know, they the agency in my case or the client in your case then start to look at you as somebody that they want to offer opportunities to because you do a good job, you're reliable, you know, you are trustworthy, which is really important. I think particularly at the beginning of your business career um, and that you do what you say you do on the tin. Yeah, and hit them up for testimonials. Exactly right. You know, <laughs> because exactly next right. time you go for a job and they say, well, you haven't got a proven track record, you can say, there you go. Yeah. There's my testimonial from the last job I did where I was absolutely flaming brilliant. And indeed, indeed, <laughs> flaming brilliant and super. So if you... You know, if you look back at that time, Amanda, and, uh, you know, obviously at this stage talking to an, a new audience for us for podcasts, but finding out a little bit more about what makes us tick, what would you say is the first business lesson that you learned when you started your business? Oh, de definitely not spend £600 on a mailing list. Um, tip number one, listeners, tip yeah. number one. <laughs> but grab the opportunities I know there's a lot of coaches out there that are saying you need to know your worth and you need to stick to your guns but and I don't disagree with them 
but sometimes you've just got to grab the opportunity and think, okay, I'm going to take a slight hit here, but there's going to be a benefit in the long term. Yeah, absolutely. And I think from my perspective, totally agreeing with you on that one. I think the first tip that I took or I will share, if you like, from starting off in business is if it feels right, do it. Because if I had listened to a lot of very well-intentioned advice when I was basically, well, in a bit of a strop with the world in general, you know, the, the two towers had just disappeared. My husband was going off to war, didn't know if I was ever going to see him again. And I hated my job. None of those are great emotional places to be when you think I'm going to start my own, my own business and do it like that. And a lot of well-intentioned, as I say, people were basically telling me I'd lost my marbles, but it felt right. And so I stuck with it. And I think that there is a lot of advice that goes out there to new business startups, telling them all the things they should do and all the things that they need to do and all the things that they have to do. Whereas actually the only things you need and have to do are the things that feel right to get started. Every journey starts with a single step. And, you know, Absolutely. what we've shared in this particular episode are our first steps, yeah. you know, to, to how we have got to where we are today and you know over the further episodes that we'll share with you during the flaming super business chat show you're going to find out more about our business story and our business history because it's completely and utterly entwined in the tapestry of what we're going to talk to you about it's completely and utterly based on what we've learned because last time i checked amanda i don't know if you've got one there was no manual for how to be self-employed no, I, I did almost write one a few years ago, but to be honest, it was just so all over the place that I gave up. <laughs> and, and I think that's the thing, isn't it? As you said, you know, what's the what's the first tip? Grab the opportunities. Yeah. And from me is to say, you know, if it feels right, do it. And as we go through later episodes in of uh, Flaming Super Business Chat, we'll talk about some of the detail, but we'll also talk about some of the other steps we've taken. And I think most importantly is to, to let people know who are listening to us for the first time, this is not a we're brilliant and if you listen to this podcast in the next six episodes you're going to make six figure income for no effort and blah blah all that stuff it's a warts and all thing um you know we've learned some stuff we've made some mistakes we've learned from um most of them and uh, you know we're going to to make sure that we're sharing all the tips and some of the warts and all bits about what not to do as amanda said don't spend 600 pounds on a mailing list um so, you know, that's the beginning. In the beginning is indeed the title of this episode of Flaming Super Business Chat Show. Uh, I've been Sheena Wyatt from Kapow, your super business coach. Who have you been, Amanda? Oh, I've been Amanda from Dragon Virtual Assistants. Just like to say, thank you everybody for listening to this, our first episode. If you've enjoyed it, please don't forget to subscribe and we'll look forward to you joining us next time for the next great episode of the Flaming Super Business Chat Show. Thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you.